open up my window to substitute outside. Hi, Kath. Hey, Don. I, you ju- I just said don't talk loud and you yell. I did not yell. These you microphones, did. I'm telling you, it's just, we can never get this right. The, the, is it too high? Do I sound too high? No, you're fine now. But you okay, yelled. I'll try not to yell. Don't yell. I, you have a microphone. I was excited. All right. Let's start. Right. Nobody wants to hear this nonsense. Okay. okay. Hi, Kath. Hey, Don. There you go. Hi, Addie. Hello. Addie, I have to tell you a story, and it's so relevant. And Donna, I don't know if you know the story. Okay. Did I ever tell you the time that mom thought me and dad got murdered? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Okay, I was in sixth grade. And, you know, when dad would work three to 11s, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or not three to 11s. He worked overnight. So he was home when I got home. He would sleep in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I was always very, I was always very excited when dad was home because dad was my BFF. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So I run home, right? I see that dad is home and I run off the school bus. I'm in sixth grade. So what am I, 12? I don't know. Around there, 11 or 12. And I run in the house and dad is is like cooking you know how he's always cooking something and he had that big knife he always has that big chef's mm-hmm. knife this real large one mm-hmm. so the way the kitchen was on the other side of the the wall there's a hallway there was our washer and dryer so mom of course wrote me a note saying do your laundry or you're gonna get it so i ran in i gave dad a hug and a kiss i said hold on dad i gotta put laundry in the in in, in the washer and all of a sudden i hear Cat, like really loud. Cat, cat, cat. Oh shit, Jesus Christ. God damn it. God damn it. And I walk in and there is blood everywhere in the kitchen with that big sharp knife. Dad cut the tip of his finger off. (laughs) And then dad started. Yeah, well, anyway, you weren't here. You weren't there because you were older. So I was like, I was like, I thought I was going to vomit. You know how I have the gag reflex? I'm like, like this. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to faint, right? I was like, dad, don't faint. What do I do? We were panicked. Blood is squirting everywhere. So dad takes, dad takes a towel and black electrical tape (laughs) around his, and I said, you got to hold it. I think you're supposed to hold it. He's like, and then he says to me, I said, dad, do I have to call an ambulance? And he said, no. You're going to drive the car. I said, I can't drive the car, Dad. I'm 12. <laughs> so he had that green Nova, the Chevy Nova. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so we get in the car. He's like, you're going to have to drive. You know how to drive. So I, I said, Dad, I'll sit by you. I'll steer. You just make sure you don't press on the pedal hard. He's like, okay. Dad looked like he was going to faint. I don't know how we got to Vassar Hospital. I was like, I was in his lap. I was small. I was as a kid. I was yeah. small, and I get on his lap, and I'm driving. He's on the gas, and I'm like, "Hold on, Dad, brake!" <laughs> it's like brake, and it's like, Rrr. and he's going super fast. We're going through red lights. We get into Vassar. Uh, we park the car. I, I swear, I was like. My heart was beating because I just drove a car and then dad gets out and he almost faints. He's like, whoa. And then he laughs because he's going to faint. Yeah. And then they gurney him in and I'm by myself and there was no cell phones. <laughs> right. We did not. There's no cell phones. 
we did not leave a note, and all Mom sees is the knife and blood scattered all over the kitchen. So now it's like, I don't know, 5.30, 6 o'clock, Mom's home. Dad was in there for at least a few hours. So my dad was worried about me. I was by myself. So they had like a social worker come down and hang out with me. So I said, I, you know, and then I started crying because I didn't, you know, I was by myself and I wanted to see my dad and I thought dad was going <laughs> to die. And then, he, and then she was like, so how did you get here by ambulance? I was like, no, I drove. And she was like, oh, that might be a problem. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so the social worker and I went to go see dad and they had to graph out of his butt to fix his finger. I don't remember this at all. That's why he had that wonky tip finger. You know what it was? He had a half nail finger. Yeah. And he would point it going, murder finger. <laughs> yes, he called the murder finger. So so dad is okay. He was on meds. And we get home. It's about 8 o'clock. So now mom's calling, mom's calling hospitals. I guess mom talked to dad. I don't know. Uh, but obviously mom was freaking out thinking I was murdered and she's like, where's my kid? You know? And so we get home and you know how mom is so, uh, what's the word? Sensitive. <laughs> she just starts screaming and hitting me and hitting us. You didn't leave a note. I'm like, dad's figure was hanging off by a thread. I just had to drive the car. And she thought she, she's like, I, she said she never felt so scared seeing all that blood. It was crazy. Anyway, to make a long story short, Addie hurt her tip of her finger and triggered that memory. So mm. that was the day that mom thought we were murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> well, you know, no when Sophie... No oh, go ahead. go ahead, Addie. Yeah. Mine's not that bad. I mean, it's, it's icky, but it's not that bad. Like, there was no ambulance needed, no... Um, okay. Or the kids well, you know, when, have to drive you to the car. When Sophie, when Sophie was two and I had her, uh, well, you went to California for a week and yeah. um, I had Sophie and I broke a glass while I was washing it and, and completely cut my thumb open. And it was like the first like day I had the two-year-old. I was freaking <laughs> out. And I actually like took a day off from work to spend with her. Mm -hmm. So me and my girlfriend were going to spend the whole day with Sophie. We had a whole day planned <laughs> and then I sliced my finger off and I didn't, and we had to take, we had to go to the hospital and uh, I didn't know what to do with Sophie. And so I ended up taking Sophie to the office, like where I took my day off. But the cutest thing was, well, you're allowed. Well, you're allowed. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry. The cutest thing is, is I'm wrapped. I wrapped uh, my thumb in a towel. There's blood everywhere. And I was trying to be really calm for the toddler. Yeah. And I was like, so I, I just got a boo boo. I have to go to the doctor. Like, and I'm like, my voice is shaking and I'm trying. And so Sophie puts her little hands on my knees and she sings Hakuna Matata. <laughs> so cute. Little stokers. And she sang Hakuna Matata the whole way up to Poughkeepsie. It's very funny. But didn't it make you feel better? Uh, no, it may, it unnerved me. But uh, well, only because like she was aware of me. She was trying to make me feel you better like and I just didn't want that. Oh, yeah, that's so sweet. So Such a sweet, sweet baby. 
Yeah, I've been missing Dad a lot. He's we've been talking about him a lot in the last like mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And as you all know, that well, I made a deal with Dad before he died that he would come back as a fly. We've talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. The fly, like he's a fly. Like there's always mm-hmm. one fly. And Donna was gonna kill Dad, and I was like, "Don't kill yeah. my like, don't slant." You know, he said he would come back as a fly, and that I would know that it was him. So yesterday. Um, Henry and I like to like to go to Dunkin Donuts to get a coffee, go sit in the park um, and just spend time together. It's a lovely it's a lovely ritual we have. We get into the car. The car has not been opened anywhere like it's we have not been in the car. And there's this one fly. Um, and Henry is not like um, an out like he's an outdoors. He's a city guy. So when flies or anything, they're they're automatically dirty. Right. So he was swatting the fly and I was getting very upset because I'm imbalanced right now. I'm fucking emotionally imbalanced right now. So I was like, stop swatting the fly. It's my dad. He's like, okay, okay. And the thing is buzzing around. I'm like, I'll show you. It's my dad. Hi, dad. And the fly comes around and starts and, and sits right on my nose <laughs> and I start crying oh, dad. he's just like oh my god my wife's fucking crazy and then he's on my lips and kissing me and, and he's like oh it's dirty I'm like my dad's not dirty it's my dad <laughs> so weird <laughs> and so, but then Henry drives you for a 5150 right <laughs> so so um so finally, we go into the drive-thru, and the, the fly, we, we had the windows down. The fly wasn't leaving. I was like, because it's my dad. It's not, He's not going to leave till he's ready to leave, and he had mm-hmm. to talk to me. And he said, so what did dad tell you, Kathy? He told me, it's okay, baby. Everything's going to work out. That's what dad would say. And so we go through the drive-thru, and um, we, had the, we put the windows back up. He puts the window down, and the fly just slowly leaves the window and sits on the rearview mirror just for like a little while. And I was like, see, it's my dad. <laughs> Isn't that a sweet thing? So crazy. Anyway, that happened. He was on my nose and he was on my mouth. It was very sweet. Yeah. And then all Henry could think about was like washing my face the whole time. He's like, can you wash your face? What if you get sick? Do you know what the, I'm like, you yeah. watch too much. I don't know. Something that's, it's okay. it's okay. Well, dad was the same way before I went to Brazil. He watched something on National Geographic. Oh about... my God. And Get he was rickets. like, promise me you will not be barefoot in Brazil ever, not once. And I was like, okay, what's happening? What's? And he was telling me about, you know, there's so much bacteria, even in, oh, in yeah. a little puddle of water, if you walk barefoot. He was convinced I was going to die of rickets, as you say, Kathy. And um, yeah. I remember um, talking, getting the opportunity to call home like once or twice. And the first thing dad says is, you you weren't barefoot, are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Relax. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Relax. There's things going on. I'm not going to well, worry about a fly. You know, we talk about this that um, his sister, our Aunt Catherine, who um, love her, rest in peace, um, you know, total Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn from birth to death. Um, when she came upstate and I was having a, a huge like cookout barbecue uh, party for yeah. friends and uh, she and we had a charcoal grill out in a field which was out right. uh, in oh, that I remember. Beautiful... remember that yeah yeah I remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it was like it, it was, was like a nice a... time 
it was a, a small little hike and then a big field opened up and we had a party back there at uh, our old landlord's place and um, Aunt Catherine could not believe that we were cooking out in the grass as she said <laughs> the grass she was like do you, do you want me to do you want me to cook inside I'll bring it out I'll bring it oh out but and I was pasta. like no this is a normal thing she was like really really you cook out here I was like yes we cook out here <laughs> you can't, can't make an eggplant it. you can't make eggplant outside yeah, of the grill you can't make a charcoal grill therefore I'm glad she does not, you know, watching all these shows like like alone and all that kind of stuff. Being out in the wilderness, they're eating like raw fish. Yeah, no, out from yeah, the sea. You yeah, can't I'm not do into it. it. Did you go? Did you go camping yet, Addie? This year? Uh, no, it's too hot. Actually, we canceled our camping trip and did a couple's weekend at the concerts in the city. Oh. oh, without the kids. Oh, without the kids. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm glad they don't listen yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> There'll they be know. an uproar. They know they didn't go they camping, know. Kath. They don't, it wasn't they know a secret. That? Oh, okay. No, they know. They know. Okay. They're okay. They have another surprise coming along. They're going to be fine. Oh, they have the surprise. Yeah. The yeah. surprise is a good one. Yeah. It's a good surprise. So, Donna, we have not been on the podcast for a while. Mm. Yeah. It's been a little crazy. I would like to thank everybody who stayed with us. Uh <laughs> who has been staying with us uh, and being patient. It's been good. It's just been uh, kind of like the craziest couple of months ever. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing to talk about because I think this conversation might help a lot of people. Maybe. Depends on how I express myself. <laughs> it depends on how I can express myself. So I wanted to share that I don't, everybody knew that I had, I got a job, right? So it was really important uh, for me to, um, I needed some things materially. Like since I've been sick, I have not been allowed to do exorcisms. We talked about that. So I've had to find a way to compensate for that income. That doesn't come, that was my major source of income. So I've had this opportunity to work for a company and I'm not gonna talk about specifics, but to work for a company and it was a perfect earth job for me. It was a perfect earth job. The, the second, and, I, and what I loved about it is that I would go into a job where nobody kind of knew what I did or who I was or who I am. Do you know what I mean? Like I go in, I'm just Kathy Caminero and uh, I just do the job, right? So it was an opportunity for me to kind of get grounded, be part of earth, you know, calm down, heal my body, da da da. So before I had surgery, um, I had a supervisor that was very animated, passionately, uh, very smart, very, very smart, very, very smart. And uh, she was direct. She was, she was great like that. She was direct and I didn't mind that at all. The second week or the first week I was there, I already, there was an incident where she began yelling at me and because i'm who i am i immediately said i'm sorry i'm like that's inappropriate you're not going to yell at me and i had boundaries you're not going to yell at me i'm new 
and whatever you have a problem with, we can work it out. So my first week, I'm creating a mediation with another person she had an issue with. They worked it out. Fine. It was an isolated incident. Um, after I had surgery, I came back, and another incident happened where this person um, was belittling other people in meetings and was disrespecting the time. Our meetings were becoming three hours on Zoom. It was too much. Um, she did something that made, made it look public that there was a miscommunication when I came back. And it, I, it was really embarrassing. And I had to confront her. And we end up having a blowout, like a mushroom blowout. Two weeks later, another incident happens, and she was bullying and harassing um, two other staff. There was an incident. It wasn't about me. And I had to make a decision that I really needed this job. Like, this job was really perfect for me. Um, the income was great. It gave me, you know, I needed gong money. You know, I need to pay for my car. And since working there i got depressed i was snapping at people i was getting sick again i couldn't heal it was all i could think about even with all the training i have this was harder than any exorcism i ever had to do was working with my mother who was dead <laughs> and she came back into this woman and it was horrific for me i was so triggered so I had to make a very hard decision. Was it my health and happiness and the money, you know, like, you know, or, you know, and, and no money or do I quit my job? And so I made the decision right then and there. I wrote an incident. I wasn't going to let it go in vain. I was going to help whoever I could. And I quit my job. I resigned. And so it was a really, really tough decision because I feel I could have made a real different difference there. And I felt that, um, you know, I made a difference while I was there. There's not much more than my assignment was done. So I know what it's like when you're in a job and you get sick. Mm -hmm. And how many listeners have been through that experience? You know, we've talked about it a lot. When... You know, when you are feeling like your personality is changing and you are physically getting sick, no job is worth that. Mm -hmm. Because I promise you, when you take care of yourself, the universe will provide for you. I'm not saying like jump and then not have something else in place. But what I'm saying is that make the means to try to find and leave the job. It is not worth it. It's not worth it. Nothing mm -hmm. is worth your health, your mental health, the people around you, not amount of money. Prioritize. And when I put my two weeks in, can I tell you, didn't I go back to normal? I'm funny again. I got my personality. I was like, I lost my personality. I did. I like that you like declare you're funny again. <laughs> I'm a clownfish again. I wasn't funny, Don. I wasn't being funny. I was mad. I was sad all the time, right? I was like, this job, blah, blah, blah. I was like, where did I go? Where did I go? And then I get, well, you have the luxury. I don't have the luxury. 
we have one income like everybody else. Like, it doesn't work like that. You just Who have said, to prioritize. who said you have the luxury? What are you talking about? Well, because, well, I can't say specifically who, but who, but there have been people who, who say, well, you don't really need the job. You want the job, which I've stated because I want to make it clear that I'm not putting up with people's crap. You know, I'll figure something else out. Um, but yeah, no, we needed this. Like I just bought a car. I bought a new car. And so I made a plan. So I had to have an action plan. So the action plan is that I decided that I was going to be a full-time like, like artist that I was going to dive into my art, which is great. And you're supporting me. Thank you. Which I've already kind of was doing anyway, doing my art and I'm going to be doing my sound healing and my counseling. And that's, that's what I'm going to be doing for the, that's it. That's my job. Like I can never go backwards. Mm hmm I went backwards thinking that was what I had to do because dad was on my nose saying, you're nothing without a nine to five. That's what we were talking. <laughs> you got to have stability in your life. That kind of thing. So anyway, mm hmm yeah that's what happened to me. And you have anything to say about that? <clears throat> no I don't have anything to say about that Well, What would I'm glad I have I to mentioned say? it. I don't know. What would I have to say? I don't know. I'm really relieved. And I have to say, I'm doing five things a day towards my success. Yeah. I sold my, I sold a painting. Yeah. Mm A good one. Yeah. One of my painting, hmm my digital paintings for a, a good amount of money that I can get a gong. My gong will be had uh, so that I can, and I, I'm giving Sophie my two couches So I could use gong baths in my living room. <laughs> Poor Henry. <laughs> Poor Henry. Poor Henry. He's so going with it, man. I was like, listen, what do you need to do? I was like, I need to do gong baths. And so Sophie's taking my two couches that I have in the living room. That's getting all cleared out. Yep. And then I could set it up and people can come and I can gong bath them. And it's going to be awesome. There you go. That's step one. Step two. Selling my art. Well, Step three. yeah, I have to say that look like I was looking back, it's been um, uh, a year ago that I left the Bardavon, that I left my steady, steady job um, and let that go. And I can't believe the stress that I had that I left behind. Um, and uh, what I did to... Uh, I did exactly, you know, like what you said is I just like made it a goal, like working for yourself is, you know, I just made Mm -hmm. a Yeah. goal of like, okay, if I don't have anything I'm working on that creates income, I'm going to still apply those, that time and money Right. or spend money on acquiring a skill, learning something new, um, finding a different resource. like sitting at my desk and still like take a seminar. I took, I, I bored adding to death with all of the seminars and webinars that I took, um, you know, and uh, yeah, one thing does lead to another. And now I'm facing, uh, I have two weeks to the day till the primary date and I have no idea what uh, the future holds for me 
uh, three weeks from now, my life will be very different. I don't know what it is, but it's not going to be what it is right now, which right. Uh, is very interesting. Um, I feel like I'm on a bullet train. I'm playing Olympic ping pong. It's constant. It's, uh, it's different every day. There's twists and turns and intrigue and uh, toxic people and infighting and lies and betrayals and inspiration. Ooh, it and it is really exciting. It's not boring. It's the opposite of boring. It's like if you there have I swear to you, I have uh, taken a nap in the middle of the afternoon and woken up to a completely new. Holy shit. I got to do this right now you know, moment. So it is very interesting. Um, somebody made a uh, comment, maybe it was Alyssa who said something about like, you know, you know, like working in government. And I was like, I don't work in government. I, I have a job in politics. <laughs> like, That's a good answer. Yeah, That's a good it's answer. Not, it's totally not the yeah. same. Um, so uh, it's very, it's very bizarre. Um, I, like I couldn't even begin to describe the ins and outs of it there's a reason why only young people do it <laughs> i'm oh, in it yeah. because i really believe you know i've been working for the candidate for jamie you know well before she declared her candidacy so i'm you know loyal to her but um god damn this is a crazy crazy you know they make the the show the circus they called it the circus on showtime and i thought like oh yeah it's it's a little hyperbolic you know the title it's not it's not at all it is just like a circus there's something you know three ring circus there's something happening all the time 24 7 within those three rings and you have to keep your eye on so many balls. It's just, it's really nuts. But um, I cannot do that. That would be the opposite of what my job It is the opposite. I it will is have the opposite of gong baths. It is the opposite, opposite of gong baths. But the only thing that has kept me going is that it's temporary, right? So I right. know in two weeks, something's going to change. Now, I could, you know, if she wins, I could go on to the general congressional uh, campaign, which is going to be even more intense than what I'm doing right now. And mm -hmm. I don't know that that's for me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She could not win the primary. And then I'm comp I'm free again. Like, I um, have to make... All of a sudden, the know. sisters are in. The sisters have been <laughs> half in. The sisters will be back. Well, <laughs> I mean, I also was... Um, I wasn't well. Like, two weeks ago, we couldn't record because I had yeah. a sore throat. I couldn't even talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I... Pay and, again, still still haven't picked up COVID. Knock wood. Knock oh wood. Oh, my God. What is wrong I feel with like you? I'm the... I know. I feel... Stop I keep saying that. Oh. I keep... What? You said what's you wrong with me. I knock wood. I'm just not, declaring it that I still I haven't gotten it, and I expect. Is. I know. I don't I, ask how you are. I don't ask how your car is. I don't <laughs> jinx it. I didn't jinx it because I've been talking about it. Every I still I I think every single time. Okay, I finally got it. No, I'm I'm a COVID virgin. Oh God, There's a, such please. a thing. I don't There's know. There's such a thing. There. I've been reading about it. Right. Addie, you have you got it? No, Addie's a COVID it. virgin too. I am also a COVID virgin. Yes. Oh, excuse me if I'm the experienced one here <laughs> with my speedo bikini. What are you talking about? Like, 
um, the Virgin. No, it's there's a the thing. There's, thing. That's what they're you called. Well, it's what? very I interesting, it's and I don't know why. I keep asking people what their blood type is. Do you know why? I think because when you got your vaccinations, you got very sick. You were like, I was hey, very I was like, sick both times. You, both. you were like acting like you got really like you had it. It was really yeah, like I, I, I came I was to sick visit for you two days each time. Yes, I couldn't I came walk to see if you the were first breathing. Time. So I think very, you kind of got it. You just got it. Injection. Well, I mean, that's that's what vaccinations are. <laughs> that's the science. I think it's thanks for, yeah, thanks for mansplaining vaccinations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I am wearing a Speedo. As I am the experienced one. So I did get it. It was terrible. It was like a month before I can get yeah. myself together. You know, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, you had it bad. No, On I keep thinking. And I, I, I keep like going into these huge crowds. Huge crowds. Well, I still wear I think, all right, well, this is where I I'm going to get. Now we have to worry about monkeypox. First of all, can I just say something about this monkeypox? I had to watch John Oliver to figure out what the hell monkey monkeypox was because I I couldn't get a clear answer anywhere, and so I kind of had a better idea. Now, as everybody knows, I'm fat, okay, so I get <laughs> rashes sometimes. So all of a sudden, I look down. I have a I have a rash under my fat flab, and Henry's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, you have a rash." I'm like, "It's a fat rash. I need desitin. <laughs> I do not have monkeypox." Again, with the fly and the rash, it's like paranoia all over. It's just fat. It's okay. It's and just it's like, fat. It's like it's okay. It's it fat. happens when you sweat, when you got that lip under the belly. It's okay. You know, so in August, like, you know, uh, swamp ass is a menace. First of all, swamp ass is a menace. And I think I have to be clear. Just carry around your desitin. Everybody calm down. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Your gold oh, bonds. I, gold bonds. <laughs> get your powder. Get your powder and just calm down. It's okay. Now, God forbid. But I was just like, I just learned about it. I'm like, I don't think I have monkey pox. It's just a rash. See, I don't like that mm. everybody, you know, it's happening and, and things are out there. But I think we have to calm down a little bit. I think we have to calm down. So, um, uh, somebody who I really love died today. I was a big fan. <gasps> oh, Olivia of... Newton-John. No, wasn't talking about Olivia Newton-John. She died. I know. That's not who I'm talking about. Lots oh, of celebrities well, die your... all the time. Well, there's your We're talking about me. Ring. Talking about okay. me. Okay. Who died on your uh, radar? That and my radar, Issei Miyake died. And you said, Kathy says, who's Issei Miyake? Yes, I right? did. And I don't want to feel like Kathy I don't know Kathy doesn't know things. who it is. Okay, Issei Miyake was a Japanese designer, a fashion designer. And there are mm -hmm. a few moments in my life where I'm surrounded by people like in, and I realize I'm not like everybody else, right? So I know I've told the story on the podcast about I w when we I was eight years old, sitting in my grandmother's living room, me and all the cousins and some neighborhood kids were watching the gong show on the orange shag rug. And I remember being 
really close to the TV because, you know, it was the 70s and they just wanted kids out of their hair. They didn't care what we were doing. So sitting super close to the TV was a normal thing. And um, on the gong show, there was some guy who came out and he said, he's a performance artist. Let's, you know, hear it for blah, blah, blah. And he had a coffin. He brought out a coffin and he had an axe and he started axing the coffin. I thought the guy was a fucking genius. I was eight years old and I was like, oh my God, this guy's a genius. I love this. I thought it was amazing. And just as I was about to say, I love this. I turn around and see the faces of all the kids behind me from the neighborhood and my cousins. And they all think it's the dumbest thing ever. They can't believe it. They start yelling, gong, um, gong, um, gong. Um, and I was like, I am, I'm not like everybody else. That's, that's mm. one moment. There was another moment in junior high where um, I was so excited. We had MTV, right? We were one of the mm -hmm. first people to have MTV. Yeah. And um, there were some girls on the bus that I was trying to be friends with. And they were talking about all the videos that they love on MTV. And just as I was about to talk about the videos that I like, they named all the videos that I like as the worst ever. And anybody who likes them are, is Aww. stupid. And I was like, oh, Donna. okay, I'm not like them. I'm not like them. Like, so, so Issei Miyake, there used to be a show on CNN on Saturdays at 10.30. It was called Style with Style. Elsa Clench, mm -hmm. right? I remember. So I in the beginning it. of Basic Cable, it really was such, um, you know, we didn't have the internet. I was trying to explain to Sophie that, like, you know, Sophie was like, how come you collect so many things? And I'm like, you know, when we were growing up, you had to take pieces of the world that inspired you and surrounded yourself with that stuff because there wasn't a resource for you to connect with things that inspired you, right? You had to be the collector. You had to go out and collect. It didn't come to you. And I think that's why, you know, you see pictures of people's rooms of from our age when we were young and we're like big, huge collages of collections of right. crap and we're collectors of crap because, you know, you you can't see full gallery collections. You know, you couldn't see unless you went to the museum, you know, so unless you went to the library and saw it in a book, maybe, but nothing came to life for you at all. And so I remember being uh, really quite, I don't know, not inspired. And um, when I started watching, I've discovered style with Elsa Clench. I think I was in fifth grade, probably, you know, the, the age you were when you drove your father to the hospital with half a finger. Um, I discovered that show and Elsa Clench was like, I thought she was so classy and she was so like sophisticated and, and I remember seeing a collection of Issey Miyake with this amazing folded pleated, it was just sculptural and architectural and it was like the first time I saw like a fashion show like that was right. walking art. You know, mm -hmm. and I, avant-garde, avant yeah, it was avant-garde and I loved it. And I remember like being like, just fascinated, fascinated, fascinated by it. And I have to give mom credit because, uh, when we went to New York 
like we went to, we used to go to New York once a year, you know, to look at the Christmas, you know, um, Right. windows and stuff. Mom took me to the public library and found uh, a resource, like the magazines, like, you know, there was like a section Yeah. where you could see. Yeah. And mom actually helped me look him up like Mhm. Mm oh, that's at the a public good memory. library. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good memory. Yeah. Yeah. And so Issey Miyake and I've always had since then mom bought me Issey Miyake perfume. I've always had a bottle of Issey Miyake perfume on my dresser. Like I'm 53 since, I don't know, since he started making perfume, which I don't know when he started doing that. Maybe in the eighties, So not nineties. that's so nice, though. Yeah. That's nice. So I, am I right? Addie's looking it up right now. Cause Addie's like, who's Issey Miyake? Well, Um, everybody knows who Olivia Newton-John is. yeah. Well, Somebody. we're lucky she lived as long as she did, but what have you got to say about Issey Miyake, In Addie? 1992 Yeah, since 92. It was one, yeah, mom bought me that for Christmas. Anyway, Issey Miyake was, has always been a touchstone of like, do your own thing for me. is when the... That's a good thing. That's Yeah, an amazing and he thing. passed Well, away today. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, I am sorry for your I've loss. been like doing a, I should have been working and I was just looking at old archival photos of all his stuff. I just loved him. And I Mm. loved I felt like Elsa that. Clench. I felt like Yeah. she raised me. I felt like that about Robin Williams and John Ritter. Like that was heartbreaking for me. Like that influenced, you know, so much of my character. Like I felt like I, you know, made the difference of their humor. You know, I just love to laugh and watch them. So I understand that. That was a hard one. That was a hard one. But I, you know, I have to say that, um, It's interesting who you realize influenced you in your life who was well known. And then when they die, it's like, oh, yeah, Right. you didn't think about him before, you know, but then when they pass away, it gives you a moment to say, Mm-hmm. you know, on their exit and their exit interview, they Yeah. uh, they leave behind something nice. That's that's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just have to remember to just still do, do my own thing. I am, you know, I'm still, like, in my job. I'm a fish out of water. I definitely don't belong. <laughs> One of these things doesn't belong, and it's me. And I just have to keep reminding myself that I made it this far. I'm just going to keep going that's forward, right doing the best I can with what I have. <laughs> exactly Uh, there's so you know, knowing what you don't know is actually a strength. And um, happy to not know a lot of things, to be honest. It's very, it's beyond challenging. And it's been hard to practice my spirituality stuff um, during this time. I will say it's been quite a challenge. Um, I did have a good llamas. I did exactly what I said uh, I was going to do for the patron, you know, for Patreon. Yeah. Um, you know, llamas was August 1st. It's one of my favorite, um, it's one of my favorite holidays on the wheel of the year. And I honestly did not have time to, I didn't make the time. I always have the time, but I didn't make the time to, um, you know, put together an altar. Usually around a Sabbath, I, I'll, take everything off I'll clean my altar I'll move it around I'll rearrange it just spend time and then put up something specific for the Sabbath and then conclude it do something outside well I didn't Right. have I didn't make the time to do any of that but what I did do which was um, which I encourage people is you know um, 
you know, we were raised in a house with a Greek Orthodox and a Catholic and and it was very typical that mom would have a burning white candle on the stove when somebody died or there was somebody ailing, right? There was always this little, you know, burning candle for someone and someone's energy. And so for holidays, like Lamas, I will kind of make the stovetop my little altar. And I did that. And it was like the most I've done in like since the solstice. I haven't really been doing much. I haven't, you know, the July, no, the July full moon was a big one. But I still, Yeah. I didn't really do ritual or anything. So I have It's to say important. that. It's a, it's important. I know it's it's very easy to get caught up in your day to day, especially when it gets busy and hectic. That you schedule in your time, Yeah. whatever your practices is, is because that's what make, keeps you balanced. Yeah. You have whatever keeps you balanced. You have to schedule it in your calendar. You know, I have at three o'clock. Three o'clock. I have fifteen when I was working. Three o'clock from three to three fifteen. I would invite other people if they wanted to meditate with me. Um, but that is my time of just meditation, connection. And then my lunchtime, I always had my music playing or a music that like helped me regulate. Um, it's just so important. I think if Mm hmm I didn't do that, I don't know if I would have made it through even all that, even though I was, it was a lot for me to handle. Mm. Uh, but I was just, I think I was triggered. I have PTSD and I don't take medication for it. So I have to, how I regulate my PTSD is through my spiritual practice, through meditation, through um, conversation and processing. That's why if I, if something is happening, I go to Henry or I go to Donna and I talk it through. It takes five minutes instead of a half an hour, but I, sometimes I just need to get on track. You have to create that safety plan because that's when your life runs away from you is Yeah. when you don't go to the practice because what's happening to you environmentally or in your outside influences is irrelevant because that's temporary. You have to come back to yourself. You have to live with yourself. You know, you can make choices, you know, for yourself. You can't control what other people are doing. So you have to be, you have to be self-focused. Mm hmm So when people say, oh, I've been so busy, I haven't been able to dot, dot, dot. I was like, there's 24 hours in a day. When I'm not practicing, the spirit wakes me up at four in the morning and says, get up. And either I do my work. I've done more writing, I've done more creating, I do all my processes at four in the morning. If I don't follow through, you have Well, to train that's why yourself. I said, that's why I said, I, it's not that I Yeah. don't have the time. I didn't make the time. Like, That's, yeah. yeah, And that's, I said that's that the and whole, I acknowledge that. I mean, I have, yeah. I do meditate that I haven't let go of. And the, the, interest, I have a lot, there's a lot of driving I do in this uh, adventure. Please don't I meditate actually, while you're driving. I do not meditate while I'm driving, but Good. I do the Zen practice of staying in the moment. Yeah. Mm No -hmm. radio, Open awareness. no is no stimulus, just absolute awareness. Um, that I've been doing. Um, I actually Mm -hmm. Yeah. was in the car three hours today. I, I it's not unusual for me to be in the car for three to four hours on a day. Right. But um, what I will do if I haven't been able to, or I hadn't made the time to, practice. I will do absolute, you know, like.
awareness of the moment Good. and not let my mind wander yeah it's so hard you know, it yes can be very hard and concentrate on the breathing do a lot of box breathing things like that the um so on patreon the last couple of weeks uh one of the uh one of the animal spirits of the week was the moth mm -hmm. and i can't tell you how helpful the moth was for me it's about surrendering it's it's about it was at the time when i had to kind of think about what i was going to do and make decisions and moth medicine is so provoking where it really gets in touch with your ego your ego side of yourself where you you feel like you know if you give up your failure or you're going to disappoint or you're going to um, make a wrong choice and um, or not la allow someone else to take the win. And sometimes we fight so hard to make things work for reasons that are ego focused. And the moth gives us the wisdom to say surrender. And sometimes you, you just have to surrender and let it go. Just let things go. Mm. And I feel like the chaos that's been happening the last several weeks, like when you're talk, like your, your, your chaos is going to end mm -hmm. maybe, right? Or something yeah. more is going to change. There's like it's something's changing. It's going to change. I don't know change. what it is. I'm not going to say it's going to get less hectic. Something is no, going to change. But it's different. It's good. Yeah. It's going to be mm -hmm. different. Right? Mm -hmm. There's like a temporary thing. For me, yeah. I felt that too. It's going to be different. In a couple of weeks, things are going to be different. So hanging in there and just like surrendering to things that you have zero control over or that are you're saturated with obsessive connections uh -huh. you're obsessive like when we become obsessive with connecting to things that we do not control we cannot control whether it's a relationship whether it's a work situation whether it's an outcome of a situation right Don yeah you're like okay what's gonna happen in a couple of weeks well you're gonna find out in a couple of weeks yeah guess what the mystery will be solved right yeah Right. As a psychic, I would say the mystery will be solved. I don't yeah. have to tell you the mystery will yeah. be solved. And it's like, you know, so I think that concluding this conversation is basically that at times when you become obsessively connecting to a scenario, a situation, a person, an outcome, take moth medicine, breathe it in and surrender it because it will not bring you closer to your divine path. It will make you sick. It is mm -hmm. not worth it. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. Addie's making a face. She's got the What's your face. <laughs> What's your face? I don't know if that's a good no, face. I, I'm just agreeing. I, I agree. I'm just. Yeah, She's agreeing. Well, I'm glad that my wisdom is still here and in effect. So glad. So glad. But it's true. It's true. It was really helpful. So I just wanted to thank Moth. Moth Medicine. The Mothman for helping me. I that. love Mothman's my favorite cryptozoology. It's the best. I've mm -hmm. talked about it. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on. That's all I got done. That's all I had. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's been an exhausting this fucking heat. I fucking hate the heat. I fucking hate 
the thus the heat. rashes and first i want to say a couple of things to what i've said i know that i had said degrading things about myself but i'm just joking i am svelte beautiful and amazing and perfect and i want to thank my husband henry for being so supportive and loving and caring about my well-being so it was just making jokes all right yeah we were just making jokes yeah i just like to do a disclaimer because then people write in and they have I a know problem. they do say stuff they have a problem everybody can everybody just calm down oh believe me you know part of my job is um part of my job is answering emails that come through the website like just like when you yeah. just want to connect to the candidate and the stuff that people have a problem with is ridiculous amazing yeah, it's amazing. I just oftentimes I'm like, wow, wow, okay, all right. That, you know, that is what you decided to spend your energy on. Okay. It's kooky. People are kooky mm -hmm. out there, man. Yep, yep. So now People every time I say something, kooky. I have to say, I'm just kidding. I love myself. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn. I'm proud of myself. What is that, Stuart? What's his name? Stuart. We're I not talking about him. We're not talking oh, about him. Do not oh, do not say his name. Uh, we're not we're not invoking his name. I'll oh, tell you after. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Oh. Addie said yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about. Okay. I'll tell you. So anyhow. What was I gonna say about I don't know. I I don't even know. I'm done. I got in trouble. Okay. I got in trouble. I had I didn't I think know we're what I done. Did. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, we are going to try very hard to be consistent. We'll be back. But it's the end of August. Nobody's doing anything anyway. Everybody's getting ready to go yeah. back to school well, and vacations and bullshit. Guess who I talked to today? Santosha. Savannah oh. and I are back in the house. Oh, oh, Santosha. Yeah. Is Santosha going to happen? Like Santosha's, Santosha's happening. Getting, the band's getting back together. The band is back together. Yep. That's amazing. She came over. I guess it is. And I told you that was my five things we have to do to make my life change. Yeah. Uh, towards full time. So we are working on doing live with people twice a month. <gasps> wow. Yep. That's I'm amazing. Getting, it's amazing. I'm going to get my gong. That's going to be wait. amazing. Can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Mm. Restored. Love some Santosha. Yeah, we're good. We're a good team. We're a good For team. Sure. So I'll I'll fill you guys in, and please sign up on Patreon. Keep us going. Uh, Patreon.com backslash the sisters are in five ten. 20 or 38 for mentee which is uh, meditation and extra um extra attention for me and it's worth it it's still going strong and that's all i gotta say thank you so much for listening yeah bye bye guys high five Open up my window